0: The only way to win at content marketing is for the reader to say, this was written specifically for me. Facebook has 2 billion users. That's 2 billion different audiences. Each of those audiences has its own unique way of engaging and interacting with its member. Your audience is individual to you. And though over time it will change and adjust, there will remain a constant concerning how they choose to engage with you. To prove it, if I took one of my most highest engaging posts and posted it at the same time, on the same day, onto your profile, there's a good chance that the engagement and interaction would be significantly different. That is, significantly lower than if I had posted it on my own profile. Another example is if you currently receive higher engagement when you, say, attach a video or a picture to your posts, the same may not be said for somebody else who receives higher engagement simply from making shorter posts without pictures and videos. This is why it's important not to get too caught up in the Facebook argument over what works best, but rather try to focus on what type of engagement you are getting from your audience in relation to your content. When we talk about posting and content marketing and content creation, it's important to focus on building your brand around your target audience and what they would want to see. Trust from your followers and friends is built over a period of time through the consistency of your posting habits. Get to know what actions drive certain behaviours in your friends and followers, but also be aware of what works and what doesn't work for you. But remember, in nearly all cases, it's important that you put your posts into context for people and into a language that they're likely to understand. Keeping your engagement and reach healthy Growing brand influence and attracting more leads that are ready to buy from you, this is your ultimate goal when it comes to content marketing and content creation. Correct and well-timed posting habits are a great way to manage your social media and Facebook blueprint and prevent hostility and social envy to a degree and also to stimulate the correct type of engagement. Here what follows are some posting habits that I use and they're very, very duplicatable in our space, that being online marketing. They'll keep you on the correct rail tracks and in line with your social media blueprint. Number one, the mindset post. Mindset posts work as a means to injecting a little bit of positivity and value into the hearts of your followers. They can also act as a filtration system for attracting the right people with the right mental attitude, but also repelling those people who are no longer served by your content. While generally you don't own the rights to your Facebook content, I've always encouraged people to steal mine or take mine or take another person's content and put their own spin on it. Exercise caution though. Some years ago, I copied a really, really good post, and I actually got much higher engagement than the original post creator. He wrote to me in a message, enraged, that I'd copied him, and then he blocked me. He definitely needed more personal development. It's always a good idea to sometimes create content that your audience needs to see and hear. Ideas that will make them feel okay and that it's alright not to be where they want to be right now. To inspire them with thought-provoking ideas that they hadn't thought of before and, more importantly, content that they would want to share with their own audience. Alliteration, poetry, quotes and cool and funny statistics work really well and are great for catching your audience's attention in an otherwise cluttered newsfeed. Keep it short keep it sweet. 85 characters or less so it stands out. Great for short attention spans and quick reactions. Number two, appreciation posts. I've always said it's a good idea to exchange I and me for you in any Facebook post. This way you make your followers feel more like you're speaking to them directly and you're generally putting things into context for them. You will learn why this is important later in this podcast. In earlier sections, we talked about how the more people you have in the audience, the harder it is to reach them. This is because people can feel like they're part of a crowd and that they are not special. Appreciation posts work very well in speaking to your wider audience. You can speak directly to the heart of each and every one of your friends and followers, who sees your content. Make them feel less of a nuisance or a number and more like they are relevant and a necessary part of your journey. They must feel like they're a valuable member of your community. Number three Personal Development Posts. If you have the correct target audience, personal development posts are going to be something that every single one of your friends and followers can relate to. These posts are great for stimulating lots of comments, which is really important. More importantly, in order to gain meaningful interactions, which Facebook and social media has revealed it's one of its number one priorities when it comes to prioritising your posts and content in the newsfeed. Now, there are two ways you can tackle a personal development post. You can share your thoughts and ideas with pictures or videos to back it up, the key here is to tell people why you wanted to share this information but also encourage what we call calls to action. This is very important. People generally need encouragement to take action. You may want to ask people to offer their thoughts, their feelings or their opinions on the information that you're sharing. People love doing that. Giving people a platform to be heard to share how they feel and, and, and give their opinions is super, super powerful. Why not encourage people to share your post, okay? Or even share on your post their own personal development ideas that they are currently subscribing to. Perhaps find out if they prefer audio or reading books. That could be a really good simple question to get engagement. Or what are they currently reading? What are they currently reviewing? Another great question. But just be aware of clickbaiting. Facebook, (laughs) it will blur your posts and it will bury you in the newsfeed if you are directly asking friends and followers for likes comments and shares so just err on the side of caution try to encourage participants on the thread to converse with each other again this is a great way to stimulate meaningful interactions and push your post up that newsfeed this is Facebook's way of rewarding you for creating a sense of community But for the super smart ones out there, yes, that is you, the listener, Uh, it also allows you to profile your audience's attitudes and preferences, which make future posting much, much more relevant. Number four, vulnerability posts. It's easy to get higher engagement when we open up about our struggles, but don't be fooled by high engagement on these posts. It's very easy for people to create passive reactions to somebody's struggle or vulnerability post. By no means does this warrant bringing value to somebody in the traditional sense. The vulnerability post that you choose to make simply reminds people that, hey, they're not the only ones who've suffered and they're not the only ones who are struggling. Sadly, in the world that we live in today, people need to know that whoever they're following or looking up to or whoever is occupying that space at that moment has also had a hard time and has also had struggle. It simply serves as a a, a momentary pat on the back or cuddle. Nevertheless, it's important that you are authentic and that your audience understands that it hasn't all been rainbows and butterflies for you as well. And don't be afraid to share this. This is an important part of your brand and your audience on occasion need to see it. Facebook has provided a a wall for people to hide behind. and, And the respect you earn from your audience from the occasional truth will pay dividends long term. But here's the thing when it comes to vulnerability posts. And this is a mistake I see people frequently make. Don't milk it. Too much pity posting and it becomes disingenuous and somewhat ridiculous. It can also make you look unstable. If you are happy and on top of the world one moment and then you're not the next moment or if you've been broke and overweight and if you've lost your home or if you've had a serious mental or physical illness that forms the rich tapestry of your life and then you overcame it, then yes... You know, it it is important that your audience know this occasionally, but not every single day and not necessarily every single week. Number five, training posts. Now, if you get this right, you'll have people deliberately seeking your profile and seeking you out every day to look for more words of wisdom, nuggets, bite-sized bits of information that's going to help them uh, transform their lives or help lead them to their uh, ultimate destination. And you know, I use the word transformation as it's an integral part of any kind of value or training post, because people are looking for transformation. Information is is free, and it's available everywhere. So try to provide people with thoughts and ideas that perhaps they hadn't thought of before, but which they could use. Value posts of this nature should always be 100% about the reader. Passive ideas and rhetoric are common in the social media marketing space and telling people waffle and what they already know will probably get you some okay engagement but long term it won't have thousands of people flocking towards you. Now this is where your content can be king. So what makes you different? Whatever you decide to teach or train on in a piece of content or on a post, whether it be customer acquisition, recruitment, marketing on a product or service, branding yourself or mindset, consider how you approach it in such a way that it isn't already being done all over Facebook. With any kind of training post or training content, um, you know, videos, pictures, whatever, Always encourage your readers or viewers to let you know how they got on if you offer them some advice. Hey guys, I'd love to know how you got on with that piece of training, or let me know how you get on with this script. Training is not simply about broadcasting, but it's also about engagement. People love assignments. They love accountability. Don't just simply end a training post with an idea. Create that call to action to inspire your audience to act on the information you've given them. Go do it. People in our space love training and love gathering knowledge. It gives them a sense of doing something. Rarely will the masses act upon what you're saying because by default people are programmed to do what their previous learned behaviour dictates, as opposed to that of what is being trained or suggested by somebody else, such as you or me. Essentially, you end up entertaining most of the people, which is okay, but it's ironic as they're really looking for value and not necessarily entertainment, but... Entertaining people on Facebook will be perceived by your audience as value, just like Amazon, just like Netflix. There's nothing wrong with providing content that allows people escapism. But be warned, only a few, maybe a handful of people will truly take on board what you say. Value in this way can be received by a simple written idea that can transform somebody's whole business over the entire lifetime or even change their day. There is nobody else like you in the world. You are the only one. This means you have something to offer that nobody else does. That in itself is value. Don't cheat the world out of your awesomeness. My approach to training people on social media has always been If it's working for you, keep doing it. If it's not, then try it my way. Never tell people that they are wrong, but try to change the way they think about what they're already doing. Number six, recognition post. Facebook has given us an incredible platform to humble ourselves and recognise those people in our lives who've made a difference. Perhaps it's a team member who's achieved a certain rank or a milestone in their business. Maybe it's recognising somebody you know who has achieved something special, but it may not be business related. Maybe it's a family member, a personal friend or a mentor who's inspired you on your journey. Regardless, the ability to divert attention away from you and towards another person in a positive light is a hugely respected thing amongst human beings. It also shows people that your journey towards success and your achievements hasn't been a solo one and that other people in your life will always play a large part in that journey towards success. As you grow in influence on social media, there'll be those around you who assume you have ego. This is natural and not to be seen as negative. But why does this happen? Well, think back to social envy. Because you're putting yourself out there and you're growing in confidence People, even those who care, they can they can be flippant when it comes to their emotions and how they view you, and how it can change also very very quickly their attitudes towards you. And you know this is not your fault. It's their insecurities manifested by the newsfeed and the echo chamber that they create by using recognition posts in your blueprint. As well as having a powerful impact on the person you're recognising, it always, nearly always dilutes any notion that you are this incredible superhuman who's never made a mistake or has never needed to ask for help. But what about some other posting techniques? If you create a really good post that you want people to see but you find didn't get the engagement that you wanted, simply wait until the following morning and create a short burst engagement post and simply ask people if they check out the post below or share a Facebook story encouraging people to check out the post that you created on your timeline. Nice and easy. This can work really well if there's a specific post or piece of information or a live video you wanted people to see. Don't abuse or do it too often as it could be seen as baiting, which is frowned upon in the social media space, as mentioned earlier. Another really cool technique is something called draining a post. There's always a point when a specific post starts to lose engagement. Typically, your first 15 minutes will be the most impactful, preceded by the following hour, as long as you're engaging with the post, reacting to other people's comments and replying to them in a meaningful way will help this. When it comes to draining a post, I highly advise any kind of business post or funnel post that may not be perceived to be value but rather directional in sending business your way to be deleted once it's been drained of all its activity and engagement. There's always room for future business posts which we're going to talk about very shortly but too many... And there's nothing more tacky than displays in your shop window disturbing an otherwise attractive display of meaningful information. It's like taking down the offer signs in your shop window. But do feel free to screenshot your successful business posts that work for your training purposes. That's what I do. This is a great way of keeping your personal profile 100% branded towards giving value, yet still affording you the use of business posts to attract more clients to your business. Furthermore, business posts tend to get less engagement than other styles of posting, which can tarnish your public-facing profile. When people arrive at your profile, they're always looking to see where your engagement is peaking and suffering. And some will seek to see why you're perhaps not doing so well on certain posts. Don't give them the chance. Once a business post has been drained, all leads have been acquired, delete it. Any post that doesn't do well by comparison to your other posts, delete it. Have a standard or expectation of your own posts.